Zero Hours, Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero Hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I talk to comedians and other creatives, though if we're being honest, mostly just comedians, because they're all the people that I know uh, about the best and worst jobs that they've had to do to get by. So today I'm joined by uh, care worker, comedian and dare I say friend, Port Lanigan. <laughs> hello, hello, thank you for having me, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. You gave me a tanker of water, so we're, we're set. We're yeah, set. Yeah, 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 so good. <laughs> very good, very hospitable, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the problem is, I have a glass for me, and yeah. then if anyone else comes... <laughs> if I have to just, like, just lap at the same glass, <laughs> yeah. suck at it, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you mind drinking out of this jar? <laughs> yeah, that's fine, that's fine. That's yeah. good stuff. I need the water anyway. I don't drink enough, so... yeah. Oh, there we go. You're preventing me from getting a UTI. So, yes. you know, that's that's what more can you want? Really, yeah. You know? And honestly, I think that's one of the worst illnesses to have, a UTI. Oh, I used to get them, um, like, I used to get, like, chain UTIs. Because oh, like I was binging on UTIs. It was, <laughs> it was like, I'd get them, they were, I don't know what happened. I'd just get them so frequently for, for a stretch of doing it. And it, it really you underestimate how much it knocks you for six is really yeah. yeah really kind of impairs you yeah yeah and stings and it stings your uh vital areas as well so yeah and there's no getting away from it is there like you can't no. if you have a headache you can sort of take a paracetamol yeah. and switch the lights off and but there's nothing cranberry that. juice alleviates slightly but yeah. uh but not it doesn't get rid of it so uh yeah. so for any listeners uh <laughs> uti cranberry juice sort yeah. of be, help you sleep you yeah know. although the last time i got one it was about midnight yeah uh it just came on and I wasn't registered at a doctor's nearby, oh. uh, and none of the shops were open. Oh, just, no. had to, just had to deal with it. Yeah, oh. just not sleep for eight hours oh. until I could get to a walk-in centre. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's not why we're here. <laughs> uh, it's already gone off the rails, Catherine. Yeah. Oh, God, we're on the clock. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... Let's get into it. Worst jobs. So, worst jobs. Okay. Um, I, I I worked at Pets at Home for a while. That or, sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was, except... So, there's... Okay, so the, the problem is, is that they don't tell you that the Robber Roski hamsters, they're the little ones, the 50p pence ones that everyone said, that's... They're cute. I want one of those. Yeah. The Syrian hamsters, they're like... They're the bigger ones. Everyone thinks they're like a lummox. Like, that's too much. Yeah. Or little tiny ones. But they have a like herd mentality a pack mentality where they will gang up on the run and eat his face off oh my god yeah they so re- no one no one forewarned us and wow. so every now and again i'd kind of go in and they would they would be sitting there uh cannibalizing their brother and they they eat it alive and the worst thing is is when i was so when i was seven years old like, i love animals i adore animals but you remember on old vhs tapes where you used to record over something else and 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 the thing that was previously on the tape would suddenly like like pop up like a ghost yeah. from the, the film that you so <laughs> i was watching like the land before time and i was like oh, this is a lovely film about lovely little dinosaurs and suddenly like a, a, a fragment 
of the previous thing that was on it came up and it was his boy going, ah, 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 with all these hands <laughs> just running around him and then that just went away and it was back to the land before time. What? And it was like, it was like a subliminal like bit of footage of a boy uh, getting, uh, getting assaulted by hamsters. Mm. And I remember that left a mark on my brain. So now I'm not scared of a, a, a an individual hamster. I'm scared of hamsters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah. god! And uh, and so yeah, when I worked at Pets at Home, that brought it all uh, that brought it all back to me. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I got a hamster. Nobody says so. Those little ones, they're quite nasty, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Whereas a Syrian one, they're quite chill. They're almost. lovely. Yeah, they just yeah. sort of they like, just kind of like flop about. They're they're sociable. They're like, but yeah, the little ones are yeah, they're really really vicious and yeah. uh, very lord of the hamsters yeah <laughs> i um also with that job i, I like the, the problem is is so i remember uh like a lot of the times the people wanted to look at the animals before they purchased them mm. i remember getting out two lovebirds and like holding on to them and going like here you go look look at them <laughs> there you go how's that for you like them <laughs> and uh but then the lovebirds started like biting my hat but like like ripping the skin off my hand like like they're trying to get out my hand i couldn't just go like let go go ah because then they'd fly up into the (laughs) there was big these big like industrial fans at the top of the shop and they'd fly into that and uh and uh die um so yeah i remember just having to like sort of stand there and grin and bear it i like like why my hands were all bloody and they were chewing at my fingers so uh basically i learned a lot about the animal kingdom and most of it was that animals are mean yeah yeah animals are mean a lot of the time um and i'd handle them properly because i'd be very gentle and tentative and i think they sensed that weakness (laughs) and then they'd they'd really go for it yeah yeah so if you are gonna get a pet yeah. be nasty and horrible yeah just but make sure you uh, abuse it make sure you really <laughs> let it know who's boss That's yeah. it. it's the only way you're gonna keep them <laughs> in line <laughs> no be be gentle but also understand that they uh they will uh rinse your goodwill yeah and uh, uh be very mean to you so, yeah. <laughs> like a child yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so um that's uh so we've <laughs> learned so pet ownership parenting we've yeah. given good life advice today <laughs> so is that pets at home's uh, official line i think abuse so. animals absolutely yeah, yeah yeah but there is there's always the weird thing is there's always uh uh there's it, there's always like a weird thing like there's a weird thing attached to pets at home where whenever you say you work there it's, it's i don't know there's this like one particular rumor that sticks and everyone always says oh like i heard the, that there was a branch of pets at home where they made a sport of uh like like booting hamsters or something like they made a oh. sport of like booting and juggling the hamsters <laughs> and i don't know where it's and like no i never saw any of that i only ever saw people be very uh very kind to them but uh, that's always there's a stigma attached to working at pets at home and people who think that that goes on like oh. yeah like there's like like there's a cult operating within <laughs> pets at home and the whole uh part of their process is to boot hamsters but no we didn't do any of that but they're a successful chain i know i know, I know. <laughs> why would they allow that i know i don't know but i the oh no there was i won't i don't know legally speaking i don't know if you can 
Okay, a, 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 <laughs> a pet shop like Pets at Home, but yeah. not actually Pets at Home, but another pet shop. One of these, uh, this, these girls got fired from my job for. Um, oh no, it's really, actually, this isn't funny. It's like it was really horrible. She got, uh, you know, you get that antifreeze. No, not antifreeze. The the spray that you you pay me. You, it's a dog, a dog shit spray yeah. that you spray on dog shit and it freezes it. And so it's easy for you to like pick it up and bin it. Yeah. But it's it's just a frozen poo basically. And yeah. she used that. Uh, she used that on on like she'd get fish out of the fish tank and then spray oh. with that. It's really horrible. Yeah. And um. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't very nice. Um, trying to think, what else was bad about that job? Uh, oh, okay. Wait, uh, will silences be edited out? Yeah. Or are you just going for it? Okay, so I've got time to think. Uh, trying to think. Um, uh, were there other jobs as well? Were there other jobs that I had been like? Okay, so I worked for. Okay, yeah. So I worked for. A company called G4S, which is oh, yeah. a, a, a security company, and what my job entailed was I, I'd go to somewhere like Silverstone and, yeah. and for the Grand Prix, and we'd stand. We'd do sixteen-hour, sixteen-hour um, night shifts, and we'd stand and guard a bridge for like sixteen hours. That's all we do, and it'd be like a sparse, desolate landscape, completely <laughs> empty, no one around for miles. And uh, we just had to sit and watch this bridge. And obviously, if you're if you're doing that kind of work, you want to be paired with someone that's like quite like friendly, like someone you can yeah. have a laugh with, or, you know, you can enjoy the shift with. And I got paired with this one guy, and uh, and like he like came like ten minutes in, he came up to me and was like, "Oh, like, like should we get to know each other?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah." He was like, "Yeah, my name's uh, uh, Paddy, and uh, I used to be uh, XIRA." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, and I thought, hey, fair enough. Uh, I won't try and get him to elaborate, but unimpeded by <laughs> by by uh, by my need. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, my brain's a bit. Right, let me let me recompose. I've just I've just done an hour of radio, so yeah. I'm kind of like, no. so yeah, he was XIRA. And then, um, like, he was speaking to me about, he was, like, talking to me, and he said, oh, he used to, like, set fire to families. Oh, my God. Like, you, yeah. It's like, <laughs> fun part of his job. <laughs> he just, like, he told me, he goes, oh, I was part of, like, as part of, like, the troubles um, uh, and being in IRA, I used to just, like, but, he, but the, he, he didn't, like, he just said he, like, set fire to families, but he never... He never really explained why, like, what his reason was. He never explained. He just said, oh, I was just part of, like, it was the time back then. Uh, that's, that's what we used to have to do. <laughs> it, was, it was acceptable. Yeah, it was just then. kind of the done thing. It was just a kind of, it's what we used to do just for uh, just for leisure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. that's awful. So he said, but no, it gets worse. So he said he set fire to families. And I was like, okay, you're intense. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to... I'm no longer looking forward to 16-hour nighttime bridge watch. I'm like, How yeah. far into the shift were you when this came? This out? was right at the beginning as well, oh, okay. so I had to endure the whole shift knowing about this man's darkness. Yeah. Um, but then he said, "Okay, so he 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 stopped being IRA. He went uh, he went over and uh, went became a traitor to the cause and, mm. and joined the British Army." 
And like, so then there'd been like some, we'd sort of started getting along a little bit after the setting fire to families revelation. Yeah. And I thought, okay, he's like, might, this might be quite enjoyable. He seems all right. I mean, he, he did that, but that's, that's in the past. Who am I to judge? <laughs> we've all done, <laughs> we've all done silly things. <laughs> we've all, uh, um, we've all, uh, you know, we've, we've, Boys will be boys. And then so we started talking. He seemed okay. He seemed fairly stable. And then he was like, I, yeah, I joined the British Army and served in, in Kosovo. I was like, oh, right, okay. And he was like, is uh, a, a, a like kind of a funny story for you. It's like uh, there's this one boy, a young Kosovo boy, and he uh, he kept, kept nicking out tennis ball. We had like a tennis ball um uh, the, the, me, me and the rest of the soldiers would like bounce around to each other, and he was being a bit of a scamp, you know, being a bit of a rascal like there, like kids can be. And so what I did um, was I, I, I got a grenade, I painted it like a tennis ball, pulled out the pin and chucked it at the boy, and he caught it and blew up. Oh my! And God. I was like, that's that's not funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrendous. Jesus Christ! Yeah. He sounds. Did he had he been to prison at all? No. What? No. This was the thing. He, he this was the thing. He was just. I don't. I don't know if he was like a first rate fabulist and all this was just some kind of. He seemed. He seemed like he was telling the truth, and 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 when when he told these stories, there was like a glaze like over his eyes, like his like eyes would glaze over, and he'd just look at us, and when we like asked to like elaborate, he would just kind of shut down and say nothing, oh and. Uh, and it was weird. There was like this, um, like revolving cast of characters who kept like. There's this one boy who I don't know. He kept, he he was on ecstasy and he kept like he kept like coming up to us on like a catering trolley that he'd found. And he was supposed to be guarding. So with Silverstone, you had like one person over there by that building. We were guarding a bridge, um, and then there was like a bloke over there, like an old man over there. And we and whenever they used to do the hourly checks to check we were all at our station, we'd see them go off in the distance, and then we'd all meet up in the middle of the field. And there was like this one boy who was on ecstasy who had a catering trolley. There's this old man from uh, from from Blackburn. Blackburn was it? Is Blackburn a place? Yeah, Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, Blackburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what we're <laughs> uh, So he was from Blackburn, and he kept. Uh, he kept, what did he, oh yeah, he kept like, so we, when we was talking to him, because he was quite old and stuttery and sometimes we couldn't quite understand him, he'd yeah. like passively aggressive, like, pa- like pinch my mate Richard, if like, <laughs> if we couldn't understand him, he'd like, like, like keep pinching my mate Richard. There's this other guy who came up to us who was, uh, I just can't think now, oh, my mind is shot to shit at the moment, like, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that I sincerely hope that uh, the IRA man was a grade A bullshitter. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping he was. Uh, I really don't want squaddies to be blowing up Cosman kids with uh, oh. fake tennis balls. And also, like you, you didn't know him very well. No, and he was just telling everybody. Yeah, that yeah, he I, doing this. yeah, exactly. So you would think that if that was the case, the police, someone, you know, the police would be like this. This guy. There's this guy going around town, they like, keeps telling everyone he's blowing up Kosovan kids and setting fire to families. Should we look into we it? Might, we, 
<laughs> let's start a report. Let's yeah. start a, just just let's just test the water. Yeah. Let's see where we can get you out of him. Yeah. Really fact checking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping he was as well, but uh, it, it was it was jarring because he was one of those guys when you first started speaking to me. Just he, he, you you know you can sometimes see a glint in someone's eye where you're like there's 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 an insanity there. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it, with him there was none of that. He uh, he seemed very subdued and normal, and even when he was telling these stories, it yeah it was like in that like jokey like. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, like the way it was really, un- really, uh, really unusual. And it reminds me of like when I went to rehab. There was there was a guy in there, and he he was this he was the same sort of thing. He looked like he could be like a like a, a middle like middle manager at at like a uh, warehouse that supplies air conditioners or something like yeah. that. Just really kind of normal button down guy. Uh, but obviously he was in rehab, and he was in the. I don't know if he's, he was in the, the nutter unit. The correct. I was in it because I was in the ATP, which is the addiction treatment program. So we were like kind of like the, the like the cool kids on the block. Like we were, we didn't have severe mental illness, but we were like we were a bit druggy, and we were like kind of like the the cool, the, the, the sexy kind of fuck ups. Do you stand there in a leather? Jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We exactly. Yeah, we were the one who had two picks, and uh, yeah, yeah, we were kind of like we were, we were the Fonzie fuck ups. Yeah, and um, and then you'd have uh, then you'd have like a table of people who had, were long, like, they were, it is really, like, they, it's really sad to see the ones who were in there for, like, six months, like, eight months, and, and they usually had, uh, like, eating disorders and stuff like that, um, and then you had, like, the table of, like, it was, like, the, <laughs> the, the island of misfit toys, and they were the, they were the nutters, <laughs> but I became, I became friends with the nutters, <laughs> because I was put in the, I was put in the nutter house, because, I wasn't in there for 28 days, so he didn't have room for me in the ATP, the the, the, the cool frat house, the yeah. druggy frat house. I was in the nutter house. And um, there's this one guy, there's this one guy called Alan, who was really, I'm not using real names, for yeah. that, he was really, uh, he was really manic. And he would like, he was about like 56 or something, and he would always talk like this, and he would like, hey, like that. And then he would like walk in and he'd be fully clothed, walk back out again and walk back in again. And he hadn't done anything really terrible, like remove his trousers and pants, but he just like removed his, like removed his whole, his whole shirt. Yeah. And he was like, but still had trousers on. And to me, that seems even more mental. Like it's yeah. all right if you're sitting at home on your own and it's your own leisure time and you remove a shirt, so that's fine. But um amongst company to yeah. just kind of just pop the shirt off <laughs> is he, and that's what he'd do but whenever he'd done it they like tranquilized him they were really? like yeah they were that that's like really aberrant like red flag behavior so Paul Allen would get tranquilized just for uh popping the shirt off oh, especially when you're not like on anything exactly yeah yeah, yeah exactly. definitely not on anything yeah yeah rehab exactly he's completely sober and just pops the shirt off but the thing is the guy in the diet coke advert he popped his shirt off yeah. and all the women were like woo woo all lovely but when alan done it he gets tranquilized oh poor yeah. bastard. and then there's a, another guy the, the the middle manager type guy who um who seems like 
someone my dad would go to the golf club with, like, like yeah. just uh, a normal guy. But then whenever he would do the lead up, like to a joke, so he's got like the feed line, he's building up momentum, he's yeah. getting into that jokey mind, and we're all like, yeah, waiting for the punchline, waiting for the punchline. And again, like the IRA go, the punchline would be, oh, also I held my manager hostage, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. Like, and, oh. and then he would, and or you go like, oh, you go, oh, here's a joke. Uh, you see one of the helpers uh, in rehab. Uh, how about we all fucking murder in cold blood? <laughs> joke in it was that no it's not a joke it hasn't <laughs> even got basic joke structure that's just a, a horrendous sentence <laughs> yeah. how about how yeah. we get this guy tranquilized <laughs> yeah, yeah, but alan let, let alan be free just let him pop the shirt off this is but the guy who's threatening to murder everyone in cold blood they're like nah it's just a, it's part of his patter <laughs> <laughs> you've just got to feel the feels yeah yeah it through <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how long were you in rehab for? I uh, feel like we should probably uh, just mention this as well. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, just touch on it and yeah. then go on. Just, so, <laughs> your favourite job. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it, yeah, I'll loop it back round yeah, to jobs. People so. aren't familiar with your back catalogue. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> of uh, years of uh, terrible addiction. Uh, yes, I was, in, I was in rehab for two weeks. I couldn't afford a full 28 days. Um and uh, by that's two years ago now yeah two years ago i had like eight months of sobriety and i've relapsed like intermittently but I'm, i've been clean for quite a stretch now for like six months i think um and uh yeah i mean i i was just mainly in there i can't it was all like it was all drugs i mean i started drinking from quite an early age and then it was kind of all drugs but the stuff that really mucked me up was like opioids like prescription like yeah and so like oxycodone and uh morphine i was like downing bottles of morphine and stuff yeah. like that and watching just just downing morphine and watching films yeah. like, that was my life for a long time you so rocky <laughs> exactly you know I, I deserve to be in the atp house yeah. i'm very uh very rock and roll trendy <laughs> stood there against the wall with one foot against it <laughs> <laughs> but not 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 having like the correct leather jacket having like a, a stiff pleather one yeah. like so like i'm a bit boxy yeah. and he's, he's not doing cool properly no. yeah yeah one of them that like a granddad was you are wearing a leather jacket yeah, yeah, yeah. on paper the outfit does sound cool <laughs> but so you are wearing doc martens yeah but they like those ones that are like big. Yeah, yeah, just like really big, <laughs> stiff ones. Like, yeah, yeah, you're. Uh, uh, no, you you're not. I can see what you're reaching for. <laughs> you're certainly grasping towards it. You've got the basic outline, but the uh, but you're lacking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember any of the films? Uh, what I used to watch. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I used to watch. I used to watch Apocalypse Now on on repeat a lot. Nice. Uh, I used to watch this. DVD of 70s and 80s infomercials <laughs> that I had. Uh, I used to watch How It's Made a lot. It was a show. It's it's, good it's, pro. Exactly. Very satisfying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I never wanted to know how a dustpan and brush was made until that show. And then you're like, I want to know how everything. And then you see the magic of, yeah. of how it comes to existence. And yeah, I know. It's, uh, I, love, I love it. <laughs> The, the, it's kind of like biblical transubstantiation, but like a really boring version. <laughs> yeah. So rather than the, like, 
<laughs> Christ turning into the body of Christ. It's just plastic into dustpan. Yeah. But it's still, uh, <laughs> again and again and still, again. Yeah, still a kind of magic it's in its own lovely way. Um, I remember when I was uh, at college, I used to like uh, smoke, have a, a spliff and watch a film. Yeah. But now people are like, oh, Catherine, have you seen Mamma film? And yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. But I don't remember any. I know yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've certainly... It's been in front of my eyes, the yeah. film, but uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember doing that and, like, getting... Like, I, I, uh, this is this is, like, the most, like, early naughty sentence in the world, <laughs> but I remember uh, getting high and watching American Pie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I remember seeing there's a... Um, they had, like, a scene where there was, like, loads of cheerleaders... And there was uh, a little, a little, a little person. Mm. Um, is that, that's the, that's the that is the correct vernacular now. I don't want to. I'm not right. sure. To think be a li- yeah, I think a li- yeah, they had a little person. Yeah, it's not whatever phrase you use, and it's not meant in malice. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so yeah. we'll say that. So is someone who uh, he, uh, had dwarfism or, or whatever it's called. Um, and I remember like the, the rest of the film fell away because I just got so worried about the exploitation oh. of little people. <laughs> and I thought, and like, and she's had to, like, she just wanted to kind of like, she's a jobbing actor. She just wanted, and the, the joke was, Oh, look, a little person as a, as a, uh, a cheerleader. And I remember that like for the rest of the week, I couldn't stop thinking about the exploitation of little people. So then I bought, a load of books to like do like a deep dive research into because then I get this sense of uh, righteous indignation where I'm like no I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the leader of the little people <laughs> but then I realise that's very like Wizard of Oz <laughs> kind of in fact that's even more exploitative <laughs> so so I abandoned that idea yeah 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 but yeah I, like I agree I think it is uh, really sad that you can't just have a character who. Uh, just happens to be sharp. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, they're, they're like a nuanced, like layered character without being like, oh, the, the whole thing is that they're they're a little person, or that they uh, they even even with regards to like uh, like actors who have uh, disabilities and that you don't always make the focus that they have a disability or that yeah. they're facing adversity. Just make them a, a character. They're, that they're a character who happens to have a disability, but. Um, yeah, but yeah, going back to actually, this goes back to jobs. So uh, that sense of righteous indignation that I get, and I become a bit of a, a, a rabble rouser. I definitely had that like that rabble rouser streak, <laughs> where I kind of want to be the, the 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 underdog punching up to like like management, but then. I want to be the leader of the underdogs. So there's still a hierarchy. Like I am the leader. I'm the top of us. Like I'm the top of the dogs. Um, and so, when, but when I was at work, so I, the work I do now, which is care work, uh, elderly care. A very noble profession. Thank you. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm not a superhero. <laughs> I'm just a wonderful, saintly, selfless human yeah. being. Yeah, so. Not a hero, so I catch you. <laughs> Although you are wearing a cap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to mention it. That's just... Pop. <laughs> 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 The cat, Lonergan, exactly. The I need any way I can make myself marketable, you know. <laughs> and um, and and so at work, I, I work at a very multicultural workforce, which I really enjoy. So I love, uh, like I love just kind of get. I, I love getting to 
uh, learned like about the different cultures of the people I work with. And also just like that we're all in this fucking slog together and there's a very leveling uh, effect of, of that kind of work with just like we're, you know, we're all at the same level, guys. But because a lot of the, uh, the uh, Eastern European, like the Romanian workers, they worry about job security. And so some of the management will kind of, they'll treat them in a different way to how they'll treat the, 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 the British workers because they kind of know like the British workers have uh, have more an option to walk away and kind yeah. of get, get other work. Whereas these Eastern European workers, they haven't, they, they, their options are more narrow. And I've got this like, uh, so, so I was like, when I was talking to them about like them, them trying to get secondary work and like trying to, you know, make a, make a stable living and uh, being given like all these hours at the, the care home but so they're not like they're earning less and they're not able to uh, get enough money together and all this kind of stuff so with doing putting on my com when i was putting on my comedy nights in south end i said to him like no you I, i'll what i'll do like you can just help me fly or whatever and i'll pay like you've got a job you've got a job you've got a job you've got a job i'll pay you all i'll pay you all just to help me fly I, I, i'm not i'm gonna i'm your savior i am the guy who's gonna help you look to me i'm your i'm your i'm your your white savior and um but then and i did actually uh, uh, stick with that commitment and i did mm. actually fulfill that that obligation but then i realized that i was actually giving 90 percent of my wage to so i had my own illegal workforce <laughs> and i was giving 90 percent of my wage to these romanians that i was that i was working with so they were so they were like all like they were fine they were kind of settled they could pay, pay their mobile phones they could pay their rent they could pay this but i couldn't yeah because i was giving them and it was just that a uh, sense of uh, trying to feel like important and like yeah. I'm, like i'm providing and helping someone but uh but yeah then i put myself in uh in debt yeah <laughs> it's yeah it is hard though, isn't it? it's, you've got to try and get the balance <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly being a drug addict i always kind of move to the uh, extreme of, <laughs> yeah. of, of uh of things like that but um yeah so what another worst job so with the same with the g4s i uh, I also worked at I worked at Royal Ascot, and I oh, had to guard yeah. the parade ring, which is where the uh, all the royal family uh, gather. Yeah. Um, and I was told for I was told first of all that there would be marksmen trained on me because I'm in close proximity to the Queen. Shoot, I didn't get that. Like the Queen was like there, like. I don't know. I'm not good at yards. Yeah, it was like from close. close. The yeah. queen, the queen was close. I think yeah. that's the correct technical <laughs> term. Um, uh, but the rest of the royal family, I had to shake their hands and kind of welcome them in, into the parade ring and stuff like that. Prince Andrew, who is like you, you hear awful things about him, and he like lived up to that reputation. Did mm. he, he looked me up and down, like refused to shake my hand, um, and then there was this. One little bloke in the parade ring, I kept thinking, I don't know. I, I recognise, I recognise the face. Is it royal? I don't, I, I, it's not one of the big, it's not one of like the, the main royals. It's not one of the, the popular royals. Like, which one is it? I couldn't work out. And then as he was walking through, 
I heard someone shout, Michael Owen, you cunt, and throw a beer can at his head. And I was like, oh, it's Michael Owen. Um, oh. Yeah, little Michael Owen. And someone threw a beer can at his head. And he looked, he looked like genuinely injured. Like, 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 like as in like, not, not physically, just emotionally. Like, oh. he looked really like emotionally injured. It was like, you just like you could see his like fading glory, like seep out of that gash in his head. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, it was quite sad. Aww. So that was a yeah, that was a pretty crap job. Um, what yeah. other jobs? Well, shall we go for best jobs? Best jobs, okay. Uh, try and be uplifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've we've. I mean, we've done gashes in the head, <laughs> set fire to families, yeah. blowing up kids. So, yeah, uplifting will right about now would be good. I really hope that someone just tunes in at that point and that's like a list of things that you have done. Yeah. <laughs> so, I really hated that job where I had to blow up kids. It was, uh, uh, it's really not good. I mean, it was, it was, it was hard work, to be honest. <laughs> it's not good for the soul and uh, it didn't pay very well at all. An so. exterminator. Yeah. <laughs> for people who regret having their children. Like, oh. <laughs> Well, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I tried leaving it in a toilet, yeah. but I brought it back. I kept accidentally trying to kill the kid, but he's very resilient, this one. Um, no, so, well, just, you didn't do that. As I didn't child. do that, I didn't do that. Um, um, I, <laughs> so the work I do, the work, no, like, the work I do now, the care work, I actually, uh, I do, like, I do really love it. Like, I really, uh, it is a very rewarding experience. You become like an extension of their family, mm. and it's you, you like, it, like with this podcast where I've been stammering and stuttering a bit. It's because I'm not used to talking to normal people anymore. <laughs> right? It's because the people who uh, still have the capacity uh, to uh, the, the like linguistic capacity and. Uh, our compass mentis i'm so used to talking in dementia yeah. like as if it's his own vernacular and talking to these residents i look after and care for that normal conversation to me seems very abstract yeah. and weird so we're having a normal chat and i'm like what is I, I don't i don't get no one's no one's no one's getting their poo out like popping it behind a radiator <laughs> why is this not happening i mean i can if you'd like yeah. <laughs> But I remember, I remember in the job recently, it said, uh, it said, like, I walked in and it said, um, uh, uh, th- this is a building full of happiness and dignity. And and ten minutes after I read that, my first job of the day was to fish a poo out from behind a radiator. <laughs> I thought this doesn't apply <laughs> for the residents. Yeah, yeah, for the residents. Yeah. <laughs> Not for you. Not, not for you. Not for you. This is going to be very undignified. This fourteen-hour shift is going to be horrendous for you. But, um, but no, it's like it's uh, it's you know it's, it's it's great. It's kind of great work. I've talked about the strange impact because as a someone with addiction, you're taught to inhabit the moment. Mm. And it's that like the meditative thing that you have to stay stay very much in the present, and because for them it's like they they haven't they haven't really the past has fallen away. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fragments of it that they've uh, like residual fragments of their past, um, but like they are very much just in this like moment, and yeah. so uh, and 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 you and you have to kind of stay in that moment with them, so it can be it can be. Uh, 
yeah, it can be like kind of great for me as well as I do. And you, yeah, like I said, you do become uh, an extension of the family. So yeah, yeah. I know. I've just saying this to you before yeah. uh, we started recording, but like, I just find it insane that people don't get paid more in those yeah. jobs, like all of the care jobs. Yeah, it just seems insane to me. Yeah. Like the amount of responsibility, like. I had a friend and her sister did an apprenticeship in mm. one. I think she was about £2.50 an hour and yeah. she held a woman's hand as she died. Yeah, that happened 17. with me. Yeah. It's, it, that, that's exactly it. Like, the problem is, is that uh, carers, I mean, they're, they're, they're changing a bit. Carers aren't, um, aren't highly skilled, um, but, like, carers, uh, along with district nurses, we're on the front line of care. So... Mm. We're the ones who can prevent unnecessary admissions into hospitals because that's the reason that we've we've got the, this kind of social care crisis at the moment. Is um, is that hospitals? They they unfortunately it's like it's like medical um, not medical trip like social like social triage in that they don't prioritise the elderly yeah. because I, which is understandable because you know the younger you are the the, the more urgency there is. To receiving care but um but we yeah we're kind of there at the front line to stop you know stop people getting just infections or sepsis or this yeah. that the other and if you don't pay them uh, a proper wage um if you don't uh give them the correct like training you know like really not just adequate training like really uh advanced advanced training then mm they're going to get disillusioned and, and their motivation is going to be low. And then that's when, you know, like accidents occur and things, bad things happen. So. Yeah. And then it's the other thing like as well, if you've got people who aren't, uh, you know, they can't eat, they're neglecting themselves. Cause yeah. The kitchen's too far away and they yeah. just can't, you know, they're weak. Yeah. Then if you don't have people just going and checking up on that and making sure they're okay because not everyone's got a family. Yeah. Exactly, then yeah. like then they will end up in hospital. Well, you as the, exactly that. Yeah. You as the carer become a prosthesis. Like you become an extension of them because they mm. haven't got the capacity to do the things that they used to be able to do. You become their you know their arms and legs and. Yeah, I'm not saying I inhabit them like a sleeping bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like that. What's that in there? Is it Star Wars? Yeah. Where he cuts it off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting inside these people for a laugh. Like, um, but uh, yeah, you, uh, you, yeah, that is that's the kind of thing you uh, you have to do. But um, it it gets a bad. There's a weird what we were talking about earlier on about a hierarchy. There's this weird tension between the care workers who have got a, a reputation mm. for not doing their jobs properly, and sometimes justifiably so. I, I work with ones who really shouldn't be there. They yeah. they 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 haven't. They just haven't got that innate compassion. Yeah. Um, it is just like a, a job to them, which is wrong. Um, and then you've got the paramedics who come in and they're like the big boys in uniform, or <laughs> big boys or girls, sorry, um, in uniform who kind of come strutting in. They're like, they're lifesavers, they're, you know, <laughs> and 
and they always do the whole ER thing of like, like clear the room, stat. Like they, they make a big, they make a big bloody show of it. So like, I know they're, I know they're saving a life, but they make a real big show of it, and I always feel like a spare part. <laughs> but and, where's my reputation? Yeah, exactly. Where's where's my glory? I've been here every fucking day, yeah. pulling <laughs> shits out of radiators. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Like I like go to mate. How many how many blade poos have you got out of radiators there? Huh? I've logged in about seven. How many of you done? Mate? Well, I've saved about seven lives. Don't matter, mate. It's yeah. uh, potato, potato, paputo. So you hate paramedics. So I hate paramedics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. It is this weird thing, though. You do like you under like the, the rational part of my brain understands what an incredible job they're doing. Yeah. But oh my god, they make a big bloody show of it. They <laughs> they they really make it known that we're doing like we do. They might as well be wearing like like armor when they come yeah. in because they they really want people to be aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just God, just yeah. So um. <laughs> I, I want my parents to be humble, is yeah. what I'm saying. I want to be humble. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, maybe I should have just ch- trained to be a paramedic. Yeah, like, well, yeah maybe. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll be looking down at all the carers going, yeah. you pe- excuse me, peasant. Yeah. Can you go get the bandages, peasant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, on that, what did you want to do as a kid? Uh, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Nice. Uh, but then someone told me, at school, I, I had a very uh, uh, apocalyptic, nervous disposition when I was at school, and someone I was always worried about the world ending. And someone told me that Saddam Hussein uh, was going to drop nuclear bombs into the sea and kill all, kill all the sea life. Oh. And then I thought, if I'm a marine biologist, that's going to be a big clear up. So yeah, you're really <laughs> going to have to get your hands dirty. It's going to be a lot to do. Yeah, and. Uh, didn't appeal to me anymore so <laughs> you thought marine biology by now would just be like hauling dead dolphins yeah, out yeah. of the sea yeah i thought that's what it was i just <laughs> I actually thought it's just like like mucking about with like turtles like just kind of uh, having a look at them picking them up and poking their nose so they go back in and then see them, yeah um i no i wanted to no i did i loved sea life uh i i, lo- I kind of loved animals in general uh then as i got a bit older uh, okay, I, then I considered going into journalism. Yeah. I, I done. I, I was about to say I done my degree in <laughs> English literature of all things. <laughs> I did my degree in. Yeah. I did a degree in English literature and creative writing, and for a little while I wrote uh, like a couple of articles for Vice. Yeah. Um, and then when the the uh, the, the drug addiction started getting worse and sort of escalating. I remember I went through this state, this is this being, I went through this weird stage of self-harm where I'd give myself a black eye, mm. but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like in a, a frenzied like bout of punches. Yeah. I'd like keep like topping it up throughout the day. Like I was topping up the black eye, like a like, couple of punches it. Okay. We're off to a start. Like, now we're like, Oh, oh bruise time. A couple <laughs> more punches. And it was this weird thing of topping up my black eye. And then, I, because I just needed like money and I just, I needed any kind of uh, like sense of worth. So I'd send like Vice these pitches where I'd like send an email and I'd go like, here's a black eye, want me to do an article about me giving myself a black eye? How's that for you? And I'd send back going like, like no. And um, <laughs> like, please 
try and get some help if you can. <laughs> so why specifically the black eye? I don't know. I don't know. The, the thought of the thought of the thought of cutting myself seems too uh, severe. Mm. Um, no, I haven't got any. Like, I've, my pain threshold's like really good. Like, I don't, uh, I don't have any fear of like sharp objects and stuff like that. I, just, I don't know. I, 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 I think only like retrospectively, I look back and go, "Oh, giving yourself a black eye is self harm." Like yeah. at the time, I just thought hey, it's just something to do. It's, it just seems, laugh, yeah, it? it just seems like. And I remember being at work, and they were like. Where's this come from? This black eye, and I was like, "Oh, I got, oh, I, I fell over the night before, and it's only just, it's only just come up." And they're yeah. like, "I don't think biology works like that. It's, <laughs> it's been, it's been like twenty four hours." Um, yeah. So, and then yeah. So then I'd, I'd send send Vice all these, like weird, like three in the morning, like pitches for articles, <laughs> and. Uh, and yeah, they would never, they would never pick, they would never let me write the article. So oh, you should have just sent them the articles anyway. Yeah, yeah, just to at least someone's seen it. Like <laughs> just that one person read a bit of it. I've tried. I, yeah, the reason I went off, so I was trying to think of some of the pictures that I, that I sent in. <clears throat> I can't think off the top of my head. Should I? I'm gonna start a blog. And it's gonna be better than your <laughs> stupid blog. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I think I. Oh, I think I one I sent was I said like when, this is when Michael Gove used to be the I don't know what the title was. He was an MP. Uh, he he was the secretary for like uh, I don't know like educate families and families and welfare and education or something like that. He had family in the title. Yeah. And I say, if you look at his face, he looks like a, a weird blend of all the family members. So he <laughs> looks like a kind of like little boy, but then a bit motherly, like a little, like cherry, cherry pie baking mother. And then a weird, and then another one. Oh no, this was when I worked as a restaurant reviewer. Yeah. And I had to, uh, I had to review a restaurant for like Ryan Giggs, had a stake in, like he had a stake in this, not, not ate a stake. Like he had, he, he owned a percentage of the restaurant. Yeah. And I spent about three quarters of the review doing a story about if Ryan Giggs had like to, to, to talk market himself, he turned himself into an actual restaurant and that Ryan Giggs now existed as a restaurant. Like a transformer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that, exactly that. Like he actually existed as a restaurant and uh, yeah, they didn't publish that one, but I got, no. I, got, I, got a free, I got a free meal out of it, so that's good. Yeah. Things around about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I've been really rambly this one. It's because no, no, my head's all good. over the place today. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you can edit some words together and make it sound coherent. Yeah. yeah so I, uh, I, I don't tend to edit these for oh. two reasons. Uh, one, I like that it's just a conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, And two, I'm terrible at editing. That's fine, that's fine. It's, <laughs> I like the extraneous, like, raw stuff as well. I yeah. think that could be good, yeah, so. That's my main, that, like, if anyone asks, yeah. and I probably shouldn't say this while we are recording, yeah. but I'm not going to edit out, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that's um, right, no right. But, it, yeah. Uh, oh, shall we do a worst job from history? Yes, please. Um, yeah. I like doing these because um, it gives all a sense of perspective. Uh, no matter how shit the job is currently, <laughs> like, yeah. well, you know, at least I'm not a uh, flax retter 
uh, from the Middle Ages, uh, which is what we're talking about today. What is a flax dresser? What is a flax dresser? Uh, well, it was uh, basically making the raw materials uh, for wool and linen. Um, but what you would have to do is get, I can't remember, the, where's the bloody flower's name now? The blue-flowered flax. You'd have to gather all of them up and then you would have to go uh, and put them, well, you could do two ways. See, it would have to rot so that you could get all of the business out from inside <laughs> of it uh, to make your clothes yeah. from. You could either put it in a field and watch it rot for a month which is an awful long time because the dew from the grass. How do they sleep? Do they have a stool? Like, what do they do? They use it. Do they use an old person as a sleeping bag? Was that, <laughs> was that, and that's another terrible job. The old person who had to be the sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. but the old person will probably be about our age mm. because it's the middle yeah. ages. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't known for their longevity back in the middle ages, were they? They, they, they killed off quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be, you could either do that or you could put it in water, uh, which would, instead of taking a month, would take yeah. about a week, mm. uh, which is wonderful, but it would then uh, poison the water supply. So not only was your job to sit on your own for ages and watch plants rot, <laughs> also everyone in the village would hate you <laughs> because you were poisoning their water supply. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the paramedics see us caring. <laughs> this is actually what they think we are. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we think we're just like like <laughs> like rotten flower watchers, <laughs> like they just, oh. uh, which we kind of are because old people they kind of like rotten flowers yeah. in a way, aren't they? They once uh, had their glory days in the sun, and now they're they're rotten. And now we picked them. <laughs> yeah. And they're a bit little now, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Put them in a field and let the dew take to work. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, as it goes, that is a pretty awful job. And honestly, I don't know how you would end up getting into that. Yeah. Why would you choose to do that as a job? Yeah, I know. Like, But where would they allocate it? Yeah, that's weird because it's not like there's... Create, you kind of assume that everyone, like they gathered up the townsfolk and went, You're you look a bit flax, whatever they're called. <laughs> you, you look a bit flax rhetoric, mate. You're one of them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because why would you, I mean, yeah, I imagine would, like your dad did it, yeah, so you do it. It's like a dynasty of flax retters, yeah. yeah, and what a shit dynasty! Oh, no, they're like they are the no, there's a quiet dignity. Isn't there it? There's is. a quiet dignity to it that, uh, <laughs> that I like. I would like that job, though. I'm not joking. Like, I wouldn't like the townsfolk hating me, but I'd like the thing of just... Like, I always... There's a film called Naked by Mike Lee. Yeah. Um, and there's a, <clears throat> there's a bit when he goes to this, like, abandoned... Not abandoned. It's, it's like, an office block that's uh, not currently... It's, like, a commercial property that currently has no business inside and uh, there's like a night watchman who just like watches this building, empty building all night. Yeah, that's kind of what I was doing with the bridge. The bridge served no purpose. It wasn't. It wasn't a bridge. On no, no, it wasn't a bridge over anything. It's like a bridge in the ground. Why? I don't know. It was like a bridge in the ground. I don't even know why we had to watch it. It wasn't like a <laughs> gold bridge. It was just. It, was, it could have been like a lawn ornament or something. It was like. Yeah. A, 
Yeah, and then I remember as like a uh, yeah, as a tra- who's the guy who owns Formula One? Bernie, is no. it Bernie? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the American the, the, the Bernie Sanders, the famous uh, race car driver. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's, he's been, so we're like, as a treat, because we've been so good, apparently, at bridge watching, <laughs> even though we hadn't. We used to no. leave the post all the time and go over and annoy the bloke from Blackburn, so he pinched my mate. Um, uh, and, uh, and then, like, had a little guy in a catering trolley. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, we got to guard the building of the the guy who owns Formula One and it's like this seventy million pound building or something and we went up into this this uh this room and kind of started like mucking about like f- like throwing these like seeds at each other and it turns out that was and then we came back downstairs like got talking then the bloke was like oh yeah by the way boys like uh that top floor up there out of bounds, completely out of bounds. You can't go there. That's his private office. Don't you? Do that. And that's the office where we'd throw the seeds <laughs> everywhere. They didn't have cameras. Like, like it was. It was uh, so. Yeah, that it was a treat. It was yeah. fun to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and you could have gotten away with it if you'd have not mentioned it, it on, on, on this widely listened to <laughs> podcast. Uh, okay, it was like the Formula One yeah. building, but not actually the Formula. <laughs> The other Formula Two is Formula Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's yeah. been a lovely podcast. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm really apologies to the listeners as well if I was blathering a bit. I uh, I think my blood sugar's a bit low, so I'm a bit spacey yeah. today. So <laughs> I apologise. I'm usually more uh, coherent. Yeah. <laughs> no, we like incoherent. That's what That's we do. Good. At zero good. Hours. <laughs> We're all tired from these zero-hour contracts exactly. that we've been locked into. Yeah. Um, but before we go, uh, have you got anything that you would like to plug? Um, so in oh, one second, let me check. So in in May, I will be doing. Sorry, I'll be doing the Brighton Fringe. Nice, a lovely uh, fringe. Yeah, I've not done it. Have you done it yeah. before? Yeah, is I it, did it last year, not this year. Is it? Is it like uh, people said you've got a kind of. I suppose like with any fringe, you've got to kind of put the work in to get the yeah. word out and stuff. But um, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing Pope's Addiction Clinic, nice. which is like an AA style comedy show where comedians and audience members bear the fruit of confession. It's a very confessional show. Doing that from the 8th to the 11th of May, uh, half nine at Junkyard Dogs uh, venue, uh, The Kennel. Oh, venue, yeah. yeah. Junkyard dogs, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So they, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I've got people like Andy Field, Rob Maholland, um, who else? Uh, also, the chips there are just amazing. Oh, good um, stuff. Yeah, they uh, make them themselves. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you've sold it to me already. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so come along to that. It'll be uh, no, it's really like like kind of intimate. Like uh, the each each of the performances, it's. It's like very much in the moment. We try and make sure people go off piste and don't really stick to material. So, yeah, it's usually fun. fun so you fun could around. come every day and see a different show. Exactly. Yeah, and you should go every day. Yeah, please, 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 God, do <laughs> buy the chips. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing uh, then because uh, this will be coming out in 
not now. The future. Yeah, in the future. Lord only knows what's going to be going on. I can't remember. I don't have my diary, so okay. I'm not going to say it. But uh, thanks for uh, well, coming thank to the studio, Yeah. Um, which is my bedroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>